0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our land. Yes, it's time to bump... It's time to thump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on, and pat down for bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the leading light of long shots, HG Nilsson. Let her rip, HG. Yes, uh, TF Mark Cedric S. Stump,
2: AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the power and the passion, right there, of the Sumster camped in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth at the ABC Grandstand HQ. A quick note from our charity partners uh, at the Blinkered Knights of night at Balaclava. The Knights Economic Guru, Tommy the Tipster Tien, has been grilling this week's employment data all week. Look, he does a very fine grill of the data. He uh, does the data in a hot pan with a healthy sprinkling of pepper, a squeeze of lemon and a dollop of Tabasco sauce. After the fry-up, he has come to the conclusion that Australia, if you have got it, you'll get more. But sadly, if you're a busted-ass Aussie, you'll get bugger all. He's described this policy as a no suit for you today policy. Provocative thoughts there from the tipster, who is known around the mounting enclosure as the accurate one. So be warned. Job keepers, welcome to bludgeoning on the blind side in footy season 2020 for another blast of boot festivities, frenzy and frolics. Uh, buffs, right-thinking patrons, God talks to me, pilgrims, TP hoarders. I still hope you're toward, hoarding TP hoarders. Wave two. A second wave's coming, and who'll be in the pink then? Now, if you're looking for another role, mad footy freaks. H. G. Nelson opening the blind side for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Rugby League. A wonderful week of nuance, of nuance. Great results in the bigger Cheese SPC Two Fruits Challenge of a 1,000 points in a season for a million dollars is still alive. Incidentally, the man of feathers, Peter Volandis, is buying a plane. That's right. Yes, friends of the feathered, forget Quintus, fly NRL today and pay later. That's the Volander's promise to you if you want to get on board and who doesn't. Elsewhere, Collingwood Supremo, Eddie Maguire, is suing David Koch over the prison bar jumper in Broglio. This is a beauty and it'll run and run and run because they're both idiots as far as I'm concerned. I don't want to tread on Roy's toes here, but the blokes are dead set idiots. They should be thinking about the benefit of football, not for some minor kerfuffle over here in the corner. Uh, let us uh, It'll be, make fascinating uh, listening and viewing when the case finally uh, comes to court. But a word of warning uh, for those attending, please learn your club song before you go. I mean, you know, they're not that hard. Port Power song, pretty you know, cod ordinary, uh, time-worn, side-by-side, you know, <clears throat> Collingwood forever, all that sort of stuff, you know, because you're going to be asked by news outlets to sing it. Don't look a goose. At, uh, at the uh, weekend, at least four clubs, incidentally, were going to stand with the power in the wearing of the prison bars and they're going to include Geelong and Carlton this afternoon, which will be an old-fashioned eye test for the Bamfords in charge at GMHBA. GMHBA, uh, when the... It'll be great. I mean, who'll be able to pick, um, you know, Wood from, say, uh, Cripps in the prison bars? I just hope the Bamfords have got their eyesight in. Now, Rugby Australia and a three-pronged committee has been formed to guide the code into a golden future. I uh, hope, again, I'm not treading on Roy's toes here. The three camped around the card table... Uh, with the cucumber sandwiches and a few beers, uh, the grinning gold man, John Howard. The hero of Dilly, Peter Cosgrove, the forgotten hero of Dilly. He's not often addressed like that these days, Peter Cosgrove, but he is the hero of Dilly. And uh, the what would John Eels man do, John Eels? Yes, he's in the uh, camp as well. And ex officio, a late inclusion, is uh, Big Jim Molan. So they've got a lot of work on their hands, but if anybody can pull it off, those four can. It's a, it's a shake-and-bake operation that'll sauté saute nicely uh, and shimmy the, shimmy the code into tomorrow, a golden tomorrow. Now, before we go on, can I just uh, stick with AFL for a moment? The Friday night football, Bulldogs v Giants. Well, so many old scores were settled and new, new feuds lit and torched, once again out in the middle in front of the big sticks with a traditional three-quarter time all in stink. Uh, the only face that was missing on the night was Giant Grub Green, who was out sadly injured. I'm sure he, he's looked at the video and wishes he, wishes he could have been there. I didn't catch BT's thoughts on Seven or his guess at the crowd size. I hope they were suitably excessive, excited and incomprehensible. At the death, the Dogs beat the 2020 flag favourites, who are now in danger, I saw in some comments, of imploding. Don't like it when a Giant implodes. Still smarting, obviously the Giants still smarting after the big loss in last year's granny. But there's an old saying in football, certainly around my traps, no grub, no Giants. Now, Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you uh, with us as we prod forward once again through the solidly blacked up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. I think that's uh, the tipster's motto Step up and have a go to get a go now. While well, I'm super excited about this, it's an unprecedented level of excitement. A uh, bit of backstory here, as many of you know, Master Chef set a dessert challenge. Master Chef, you know the cooking show on Ten, breaking all ratings. It's just a monster. It's a juggernaut. Anyway, they set a dessert challenge this week, and Poe burst out of the kitchen with uh, scoring big with a mustard-flavored ice cream garnished with gold flakes and truffle oil. For mine, it lacked uh, the missing ingredients that make all desserts sing, and that's a dollop of uh, Vegemite. In the foundation and the funky flavour of terps in the aftertaste. Uh, now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, uh, let's talk to a man who attended the Secret Master Chef Dessert Summit midweek and suggested the challenge that would unite the football codes across the nation at this troubled time. Well, he suggested to the Master Chef uh, judging panel, and they gave it the thumbs up. His simple task he set the panelists left in the greatest competition of all time was to create a Steeden or Sharon for dessert using whatever ingredients take your fancy. For instance, creme anglaise, meringue, cakey substances, jelly, ice cream, dried fruit, Tarzan's Grip, Acquad here, chocolate, gingerbread, grilled mandarins, custard, yoghurt, pearls of honeycomb, choc dip, avocado, white king sherbet, uh, chocolate uh, soil and grass-fed jelly. I mean, it's a big list. I mean, the choice is yours. The key thing was that the logos and the dimples on the Steeden and Sharon had to be exact. But the real test, the real test and the genius behind this blokes dessert challenge will be when judge mel you know judge mel no fun no mel etc or no mel no fun i think it might be turns up with a bike pump and needle valve to demonstrate the dessert's inflatability that's right no pump up no prize the man behind this master chef challenge is rampaging roy so, i mean, roy can we get the bludgeon on the blind side bunny emotion somebody by asking what highlights caught your wrestler side this week funky dude <laughs>
3: Yes, thanks very much, uh, H.G. Nelson. And speaking of Master Chef, as you were, mm-hmm. I'm very disappointed. It's down to three nights a week now.
2: I know. I quizzed you about this. Yeah, you
3: and... did. You did. So I don't know Couldn't... what the three nights are going to be yet. I don't know. I know Sunday's in. But Couldn't I Couldn't they know
2: show what... old Epps on the other nights? Well, the I suppose they could. I suppose no one know. No one know.
3: Well, some might. Some might. You know, the the, the the sight of Gary and George and oh, yeah, Matt be certainly been a bit of a giveaway. And, and
2: Poe
1: winning. And
3: Well. <laughs> I know, I know. I've said too much, haven't you, I? Well, you have. Because, um, Poe, remember, Poe didn't win. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Poe came second Sorry, in the original MasterChef. I yes. think it was Julie Goodwin who might have won back in the day. Now, uh, well, what a week. As HG is referred to or alluded to... It's been a week for lovers of history and literature and art. art. Oh, wow. And music. Sculpture. To have a bloody good outlook at themselves. <laughs> Think again. Think of a trade. Mm. Think of something useful. Mm. Think of something you can turn a dollar out of. I mean, you can't make a dollar out of the humanities, for God's sake. No. You never could. No. So reality has come back to bite those who've been interested in that sort of, uh... Gear. Well, self-indulgent, self-reflective Basket nonsense. Basket weaving. Yes. All of that. Knitting. Yeah, well, knitting's useful. Uh, at least you end up with a... a jumper. ...cardigan, maybe. Uh, uh, but, uh, Lord Almighty, literature.
2: Forget it. I know. Forget it. And you know a station not a million miles from here... Yeah. ...at the ABC this week is having a book weekend?
3: Oh, makes me sick. I mean makes me sick. Makes me sick. And there's no talk or encouragement for people to get involved in sports medicine. No. Sports Pilates. Yeah. All of these. I mean you can make a fortune out of this. And it's needed, required. We don't need historians. No. We don't need poets, for God's sake. What have they done? Mm. Hey?
2: You know, Verstappen was going to be a poet. Before, uh, yeah, Verstappen was going to be a poet before he became an F1 driver. At least he saw sense in that regard. I suppose. I mean, I know you don't want to meet the bloke. I don't.
3: You. don't even talk about the bloke. And one thing I don't want to do is see his poetry. That'll be the last. It just make me, makes me sick thinking about I it. I know. I know.
2: The I boy know. stood on the burning
3: deck. Is that one of his? Yeah, it's one of his. Cricket Australia uh, lose Kevin Robertson. I don't know why. No reason given. Just shown the door for no reason. And they lose Graham Hick. He was our batting coach. Zimbabwean, might have been. I think he played for England. I think he averaged, test average, was 31.3. Not great. No. So he could tell the players, I suppose the Australian players... You know, what not to do. Yeah, corridor of uncertainty. You know, that could have been, you know, I, I used to do it like this. I did you oh, good on you, Graham. Will yeah, he be missed? Where well. how how missed will he be? Yeah, I know. I know you raised that with I, me I, off I, air. I did, I did. I raised it with you well, off first air, thing you I said, said oh. I said, hey, Graham Eagle, we're gonna miss him. As Probably the short answer is no. <laughs> no. I don't think we miss we'll miss Graham. Hick. See, I, I didn't really know he was there. No. You know, I, I look at some of our batting, you know, and I think, Well, oh, that's a bit hick like, but Only when they got out. 40 million with 40 showing the door. Do the maths. Yeah.
2: How overpaid were these clowns?
3: I know. We've saved 40 million by getting rid of 40. I didn't know Hick was on a million. God, easy money if you can get it. You know, with an average of 31.3. 31.3. I know. Must have been a great interview. Oh, good day, Graham. How are you, mate? What's your average? Ah, How does a million sound? Can you help us with our batting? Sure. Now, as HG has alluded to, Hamish McLennan, that's uh, Rugby Australia's new strongman. I use that term advisedly. God almighty, if someone needs a strongman, it's Rugby Union. Uh, they've formed this committee, the, the Rugby Rebuild Committee, as it's known. It'll get a better name than that, it's, You know, Project Orange or whatever it's going to be. Now, HG has mentioned that uh, former Governor-General, Sir Peter Gosgrove, uh, is there and uh, former Prime Minister John Howard. And of course, uh, the former hero, Wallaby hero, John Eels.
0: What would John, John Eels do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll never as well,
3: now I'll never forget it. As well as uh, there's uh, General uh, Angus Campbell who's signed up for it, uh, Admiral Michael Wyndham Hudson, and Air Marshal Mel Hupfeld. So it's a pretty. High-powered. High-powered group. And if anyone can get something happening with rugby, I guess they can. We wish them all the best and look forward to what might emerge uh, from the first meeting of uh, Project Orange. Now, Nick Kyrgios says he will not compete in any events where fans are not welcome. So, he's boycotting the US Open, which was uh, announced this week, will go ahead, much to... Just to get up Nick Curios's nose, I suspect... Um, it looks like there are two camps. There are those pro Nick, i.e., boycotters, and there are those who are opposed to Nick's view and who are signing up. Um, it looks like Sam Stozer is playing. It looks like uh, Serena is playing. Novak's in. Rafa's in. It appears there's only one bloke out. That's uh, Nick Kyrgios. Uh, no mixed doubles, you said, and Well, like no, John Millman. I think John Millman has become pro curious. I think he's joined He's the, joined curious. He's joined Kyrgios. I and think so, yes.
2: The the uh, wheelchair tennis is no That's not longer, there, no. nor is the
3: uh, mixed doubles. Uh, yes,
2: yes. I broke that a couple of minutes uh, ago.
3: Yes. But a lot of people love the mixed doubles. Well, who doesn't? That's I know. I it's, love sometimes it's the only reason people go. Oh, no. The off chance of catching a little bit of mixed doubles. Now, Winx's sister, Covent Garden, was beaten in her first outing last weekend, but don't fear, because Winx was beaten as well in uh, the first outing. So uh, there's still hope, still hope for believers of Winx and believers in Covent Garden. Uh, Now, a very interesting development here, HG. Jack Nicholas, and I always listen when the golden bear speaks out, Jack Nicholas and a couple of others are calling for a pro golf ball that only travels 80% as far as regular balls. Now, this is because the game is now, according to Jack, brute force and a sandwich, i.e. the players have beaten all the courses. So what used to be a par five is now a par three. What used to be a par three is now a par one. Well, is there anything you know particularly mean? wrong with that? Oh, well, I don't know. We're time poor. It's, it's, well, I know, but it's, 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 it's robbing the spectators of... Nuance. Yeah. 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 Just, but this is going to be an interesting design, this ball. Well, it might have to be lighter, perhaps, so it won't travel as like far. Like a ping pong ball. Or maybe shaped in a different maybe different shape. Maybe shaped like a cube so that it doesn't run on; it might just dig in wherever it lands. I don't know. My, this is just thinking off know. the top of my head here. You know, we want a new ball. We don't want it to go as far as the old balls. So, what do you got? What do we got? Yeah, this you're beginning a national conversation. I am beginning a national conversation. Uh, I suppose the first step is the the first thing we've got to consider is is Jack right? Yes. Well, if Jack is right, we need a new ball. So it's up to perhaps some of the boffins at CSIRO. Bit of time on their hands Pump bump. Next thing you know Australia
2: the, leads the world.
3: The Aussie ball. <laughs> the Aussie golf ball. Eh?
2: Now, hang yep. on, you know, have you suggested this to Sooty Morrison, this proposal? No, I haven't. I because haven't. I've had I,
3: nothing I, to do with the Prime Minister all week.
2: Now, can I suggest that this would be an innovation, an Australian innovation yes. that could take the world creating jobs and securing lives and sure. livelihoods in a post-corona
3: sure. pandemic I world? Yep. I, I certainly hope the great white shark has reached out uh-huh. to the CSIRO via the sports minister, whoever that might be. Who knows? Who knows? and perhaps through the Prime Minister's Department, I know they get on very well, uh, it wouldn't be difficult to do, uh, to bring about what we're calling the new Aussie ball. <laughs> now, uh, Cameron Smith is accused of influencing referees. Oh, this uh, <laughs> chestnut. So? <laughs> so he's a pro. Yeah. He's a pro. If you can help, he will. And do it yourself if yeah. you're upset about it. Yeah, and it's the future of the game after all. I mean, the, the whole man of golden feathers ambition is to remove the need for any referees or touchies. Let the players self-regulate. Mm. And you need people like Cam Smith out there. Yeah. All he's saying, sort of- look at 10, he's offside, ref. He's on- oh, thanks, Cam. Tweet. Offside fella, six again. Thanks, Cam. That's the way it goes. Fair enough. Oh. If the bloke was offside, the ref didn't sit. Cam did. Thank God someone's keeping an eye on the game. Now, the obstruction rules. Shepherding. Oh. dear. Look, it's time for the man of the golden feathers to step in. It's become a farce. And absolutely this running at the inside of the shoulder rather than the outside of the shoulder. I mean, who understands that? Nobody does apart from Cam Smith. He's calling it out all the time. The referees, oh, tweet, yeah, you're right there, Cam, offside. No, you were offside. Who's that? Cam did. Now, uh, it would seem we no longer need the Sydney Football Stadium. I know Whoa, a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Another, a lot of other people are going to be excited by this because what should we replace it with? Now, it's up to Australia's national conversation. Yes, cap's very on. keen. We have this wonderful piece of land. It would be a few acres, wouldn't it? I would. A couple of acres at least. Right beside the Sydney career Ground, mm-hmm. there it is. It's vacant. What can we do with it? Could I suggest, to begin with, to start the conversation, maybe block of apartments? Yeah, I'm liking this already. Yes, maybe three or four hundred stories high. So yes. it really the biggest in the world. Biggest in the world. Lift technology notwithstanding, with a casino on the top. A circulating casino? A cer- thank you. A circulating casino. What an
2: excellent start to the conversation.
3: Yes. <laughs> just, I mean, it may not happen, but I, it just, I, whenever I go past, I, I get depressed. I, I just see this hole in the ground. I just see this this whole, hole of potential. A hole of potential. Yeah. And like you, HG, I'm a dreamer. Dreamer. Yeah. I can see something with you. can't see the top of you. I mean, I mean, I can see crowds gathered around the bottom with telescopes trying to see what's happening in the casino. 400, oh, well, let's say two kilometres high. Will it have poker machines? Well, you've got to. Yeah, so it'll have on every point every level, On every level. Each way, Nudger. I mean, if anything, it would look like a huge poker machine. <laughs> hey? With a big handle that comes down... Just over the top of the Sydney Cricket Ground. And then and then goes back, back up. up. And then... Ka-ching, 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 and that's ka-ching. a ride. And then you get a readout at the top of how much someone's won somewhere. Anyway, you know, I mean... just it ideas. Well, yeah, it's just ideas. I mean, it's architect ideas. We could go silly, but we won't.
1: Make it that what you will. Your bludgeon on the blind side with the champs of the cutout pass... <laughs> Roy Slavin and HG Nelson. Roy, that match last night, uh, Giants v Bulldogs was
2: a beauty. Uh, it look. got willing, didn't it? It did got very willing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's history here. They're described as modern-day traditional rivals Are now. Are already? After already. About, yeah, already. Wow. Uh, so the Greater Western Sydney has dismissed speculation. It planned Nick Haynes' controversial coin toss on Friday night following uh, a pre-match incident. Mm-hmm. The Western Bulldogs coach Luke Beveridge described as peculiar and strange Right. Normally the captain takes the toss. Correct. Hmm. Haynes bizarrely took the coin toss in place of giant Skip Coniglio hmm. prior to his side 24-point defeat at Marvel Stadium, coming face-to-face with Bulldogs Captain Mark and Bontempelli as he did so. Now, there's history between these two. Hmm. Uh, it came after Bontempelli fractured Haynes' larynx late last year in an incident that left giant seething. Did, uh, Seething in this report. Yeah. Not my words, the report's words. Yeah. With the dog's st- uh, midfielder not suspended for the bump after the match review made the decision without seeing a medical report. Okay. So you get the idea, big whack to the larynx.
3: Yeah, no fractured larynx.
2: That yeah. doesn't happen very often, it? Does it? doesn't, no. Oh. Haynes missed two weeks due to the blow with the pair later meeting in the 2019 elimination final where the Giants physically targeted Bontempelli and restricted him just 13 disposals. Right. So... The incident yeah. left the Giants open to suggestions they had planned for Haynes to confront Bontempelli at the coin toss. Though Coach Cameron brushed it off, saying a split second decision. Cogs was uh, mm. giving his pre-match address to the playing group. It's always fascinating listening when he talks.
3: Yeah.
2: Yep. You know, got yep. to get on the scoreboard early. You know, don't. You know, you've come here to play. Hope you got your footy heads yep. on. Yep.
3: Anyway, uh, was Bottompelli targeted last night? He was. Now we but give it didn't it, work,
2: did it? No, we give a lot of opportunities yeah. to our leadership group. Cameron said, "I think, as he said here, addressing the group." So we sent Nick in. It, uh, I think it's a great opportunity to show some leadership in, just uh, to show some leadership in all different facets. Mm. Now, I suppose I come to your playing days. You mm. know, was there much stink when you came to toss the coin? How did you decide who would kick off, running directions, all those things? Was yeah. it as technical as it is today? Mm. Could you exert authority at the at the coin toss in the way that uh, obviously the Giants tried to g <laughs> yeah. up yeah. Bontempelli right from the very start? Yeah. He was expecting obviously Cogs to come in and all of a sudden Haynes is there, yeah. the bloke whose larynx I broke.
3: Sure, you know. sure, it's a, sure, sure, it's, sure.
2: I've never seen it so contested as it is in the modern
3: no, era. No, I know, I know. And especially with uh, no crowd there. Yeah. Look, I know once um, when Stomp was captaining the team, uh, I think we were playing uh, Bathurst Railway, mm-hmm. and uh, we never got on with Railway, hated them. And uh, – because they played with the wrong attitude. yeah, You know, they, they sort of had a born-to-rule sort yeah. of – We're bigger than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah what, Don't yeah. you know who I am? Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why or where it came from. I'm not interested. But uh, Stomp just went out and uh, for the t- coin toss and said to the railway captain, yeah, mate, uh, no, we won the t- – yeah, we, we tossed the coin before we came out. We won. And uh, you are running that way and we we're kicking off. And uh, the bloke said, oh – Oh, oh okay. And no questions asked. Right. And laugh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we won the game. But uh, Stomp said it's the funniest thing he's ever done. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. tried it again the next week against Orange Sims. didn't work. Because they said, you know, we've been talking to the railway blokes, and they said, that's just rubbish, Stomp. You haven't tossed no, you haven't tossed nothing. So get a coin and toss now, mate, because you haven't tossed nothing. And Stomp said, Yeah, fair enough. But what was lovely after that
2: was uh, I've looked at the video of that game. Yeah. Uh, he They toss the coin, and while they're looking down there, he yeah. needs him in the cruets, doesn't he? The, yeah, he uh, does. The opponent, the yeah, opposing captain. Because he's yeah. looking down there, he's yeah. completely open. That's right. And uh, not thinking he's so, having trouble reading head and tail on twenty cent piece. Well, who doesn't these yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we always saw the coin toss as an opportunity to create a stink before the game. Exactly. Exactly. You know, which is what you want. Yeah. And, uh, you know, crowds used to love that. Crowds sometimes would go straight after the, go home after the coin toss because it had all happened.
2: <laughs> well, you see, uh, the coin toss, this is exactly as you point out, laid the groundwork for laid a Laid fire- the groundwork. Yeah, exactly. for a fire encounter. Yeah. Between the two modern rivals. Yeah. Which escalated when the Giants tagger Matt DeBoer. Yeah. Attempted, well, probably like name, like nature. Anyway, attempted to physically unsettle yeah. at the belly. Prior to the game's opening bounce. Mm-hmm. The number of the Dogs players were remonstrated with Boer's actions throughout the night, leading to a series of fracas, yeah. which reached a climax during three-quarter time melee as Bontompelli finished with 16 disposals and five tackles. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, you've got to be able to deliver it if you're going to go for it. Well, don't that's you? true.
3: That, that, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Well, speaking of after his size gritty win... Coach Beveridge said Bondum Telly's uh, teammates were aware that they needed to do more than protect the skipper following last year's disappointing finals exit. Yeah. And of course they knew the Giants would be weak because the Giants are demoralized completely
3: by that grand final still. They may never recover that. You 10. know,
2: exactly. You know, mm. there there was a headline in the paper that said the Giants are imploding.
3: Imploding. I hate that.
2: I know, but it's so obvious, isn't yeah. it? They're
3: imploding. Yes. Yes, yes.
2: Um Beveridge said, I don't think I needed to speak about it much. The boys felt like they let him down last year. Mm -hmm. They wanted to make amends. Mm -hmm. There's a handful in the team that didn't play in that game, so they're very proactive and will need to be every week. There's articles written in the paper saying Marcus can deal with a tag. He's dealt with a tag for most of his footy career. Sorry, Marcus can't deal with a tag, but he's dealt with a tag for most of his footy career and he's won three best and fairest. He's got the runs on the board. He doesn't need to prove anything. Tonight will do him the world of good.
3: Yeah. Yep, yep. No, they've got psychological scars. Yeah, they... Psychological scars. And no know. green, you see. Yeah, no tobe out there, no one to, uh, you know, give them any go for it or grunt or attitude. I mean, they might have had the attitude, but not the wherewithal. I
2: know, I know. You know? The attitude. Yeah. Yeah, they needed green.
3: They did. Uh, I mean,
2: they it'll did. be great.
3: It won't be. They I did. Know. And these, these psychological games, you know, a lot of people say you're rubbish, but it really works. Mm. You mm. know, if you lock uh, the opposing team who's visiting you, if you lock them in their dressing room and throw in a stink bomb, you know, ten minutes before the off... It'll unsettle them. It does unsettle them. Mm. You know, they come out choking and what you do? they have, oh, couldn't breathe and all of that. Oh. And by then, tweet, the game started, you know, and they're suddenly they're down, you know, ten blot after four minutes. You know you got them. And, and The other thing, you know, I remember one stomp, you know... You know, stomp bloke broke's nose. Fair enough. Yeah, he did it. Enough. He did hey, it. He did on. it. You he didn't resolve from he, the top. he didn't resolve. He said, no, he put his hand straight up and said, you know, I did it. And because uh, there was a lot of blood then on his jersey, hmm. you know, well, he kept that gun, never washed it. And every time we played that team. There it was. There it was. Blood yeah. was still there. Yeah. Stomp would look at it, you know, point at it, wink, say, I'm back.
1: Brothers are the lifeblood of the AFL. Imagine the game without the enormous contribution of the Cloaks, the Jarmans, the Kurnos, the Browns, the Crouches and the Archies. Forgotten by many, but not by genuine Aussies. Bludging on the Blind Side.
2: Speaking of uh, lively players returning from spells on the sideline for indiscretions, uh, a great news out of the nation's capital... Mm. That uh, Stick, mm-hmm. the game's greatest thinker, yep. insists that he had no hesitation rushing firebrand Hudson Young back into his team following a long suspension from, from the NRL. Now, this predates Volander's this yep. suspension. Yeah, Hudson Young. Hudson Young, a name to be reckoned with. Young, firebrand. firebrand. Young yeah, is set yeah. to make his first appearance in uh, first grade. Uh, since being suspended out for eight games for eye-gouging late last year. That was his second offence of the season at the gouge. The
3: second gouge.
2: Yeah, he... Uh, so he's got form. Form,
3: yeah. Yeah. So he's
2: coming yeah. in looking, Yeah. looking to get involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say his technique on the gouge improved noticeably after the spell, you know, yeah. early on to think about it.
3: Sure.
2: Stewart has instructed the young, instructed young, not to burn out early in tomorrow's big match against Manly. Oh, I mean, what a game to come back in. So... Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait okay. a minute. Yeah. This is Stick. He's very enthusiastic, highly energised young guy. One thing I've asked him is when he gets on, he doesn't need to do it all in the first two sets of six. Okay. The 22-year-old hasn't played since August. Now, that says it, it all for me. does, not it? Okay. Roving commission.
3: He's yeah. coming off the bench. But just look, sure, gouge all you want, but don't do it in the first two sets of six. That's what he's saying. Just so we can lay a bit of a platform, have them on the, you know, going yeah. on the back foot. Lured into lured a, into a chasm sense of, of, oh, well, yeah, he's not well, going to gouge today. Yeah, No, he's put the gouge boom, away. In you go. Yeah. Okay.
2: Now, I, I mean, gouging, mm. I, I mean, very few people are knowing gougers in the game these days. It's hard to build
3: yeah, a rep. It's hard to get away with it so many cameras about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Cam Smith, of course. Back in the day, there used to be, you know, phantom biters, mystery biters. You know, it was always unsettling when you were playing a team that had a biter in it, uh, especially if it was an unnamed biter, you know. You just knew that every now and again, out of <laughs> a scrum, it would erupt and someone would be bitten, you know. Someone might have a bit of ear missing or a bit of nose or, you know, it wouldn't matter. Sometimes a bit of your calf might have gone. Yeah, uh-huh. Bloody hell, where's that? what's going on? Uh-huh. Um, so it was always unsettling. Mm. Uh, but these were pre too many cameras days, so mystery biters could get away with it. You know. But the gouge, you I think, see. I think Rod Reddy might have been a mystery biter for the um, – The big for V. For St George for, yes. the, for a little while. Big yeah. Big yeah, Yeah. Terrific, the, play, terrific player. Terrific huh? player. Yeah. But, but every now and again just went the nip. You know, everyone understood.
2: <laughs> now, look, can I ask, in the closing clinches of the modern game, you know, you see a – even now, even mm. though there's meant to be six again, you still see players coming in late and flopping. Yeah. Now, once the flop's on, that's when the gouge is – if he gets underneath a, a flopper, yeah. then the gouge is certainly on. And isn't it great that it's against Manly that they're, yeah. you know, obviously, you mm. know, everybody doesn't mind um, Manly
3: getting turned But that's up. typical stick playing know, mind stick games. games. Stick playing mind Because, games. because you know, Dare's up there at the, you know, at Lotto, yeah, lotto land, of land. He's thinking, all oh, right, how do we do? Protect your eyes, boys. Mm. You know? The gouge is back. The gouge is back, yeah. Or maybe get in early on the gouger.
2: Ah give him a taste of what he's in the first about. two sets of six sort I'd go him out it, then yes if he, when they see him come on say around the 17 minute mark ah. just as the uh, you know yeah. the the A team's tiring sure yep. all of a sudden in he comes wouldn't it be great mm-hmm. you know if something really unsettling happened yeah yeah, because I, th- I think that's what league's missing a little bit of. I mean, the AFL's got it last night, I thought, was a terrific display yeah. between the Dogs and the, obviously the Giants. And, yeah. you know, obviously everybody knew who was missing and so they went to town. Mm. Uh, but uh, to get a person mm. with the rap sheet as long as
3: this
2: mm. kid's got, yeah, it's going to be enormous. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Now, this and, has got tre- tremendous potential. What what tremendous potential this kid has got. Well, he's only 22, and how many weeks has he had on the sideline? He hasn't played since last August. I think he's got... He I'm must pretty, be a bit of a hero around Canberra, wherever he goes. <laughs> he certainly he? earns his money. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he, he
2: must have spent four weeks out first up yeah, and eight weeks, so he's 12 weeks, and he's only played for, well, two years. Yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did you make of the Russell Packer return
3: uh, this week? Well, was good, wasn't it was a good one, then. Yeah. He certainly made his presence felt, didn't he, Russell? I mean, he, he's always had a short wick. mm Hasn't he? He has. Russell. Uh, He'd been out for a long time, maybe a year. I think he was out for a fair while. I think he might have done an accountancy course.
2: In the time he was off. In the
3: time he was off, yes. So he's now a registered accountant.
2: And so he came back and lasted eight minutes or something, was it, before he got binned?
3: Yeah, probably wanted to get back to the books. (laughs)
1: Australian confused by the terms multi, pick the score, first try scorer, or pick the margins. bludging on the blind side provides a free helpline service. Dial one eight hundred backdoor Benny and make an appointment for the whole family.
2: Okay, prize wise, first prize of the afternoon is uh, the Olympic Series Road to Glory Volume Nine Alpine Skiing. This is a fantastic uh, VHS. Remember, the colours are so much better on VHS. The sound of the shooshing in the skiing is just fantastic. Uh, the downhill and slalom titles have been part of the Winter Olympics since 48. Uh, in 52, the giant slalom was added. These are great things. The host country might have been Norway. Yeah. Uh, You uh, Don't those
3: Scandinavian countries do well? They
2: love it. You know, Austria's Tony Saylor completed a clean sweep of gold medals in Cortina in Italy in 56, all by huge margins. It was genius. You see the John Claude Killes here. I mean, there's so many great names. And we're throwing in The Road to Glory, uh, Volume 3, Gymnastics. Terrific. So Mm -hmm. this is just a fantastic, uh, I want to say, you know, compilation of I think they go back as far as 56. Good. Uh, through obviously to about 60, 96, right. so it's quite a long haul. Yeah. 40 years of gymnastics, The Road to Glory there, Volume 3. To some lucky listener who can answer the following question, Roy.
3: Yeah, a simple one, HG. Where is the whole of potential? Where is the whole of potential?
1: Remember Dean Schifferlitt, Schiffer, Schiffer, Schifferlitt, Schiffer- Schiffer- Schifferlittie, Jeremy Schloss, Charlie Saab, Matt Utai and Rod Slater, Rugby League heroes never forgotten on Bludging on the Blind Side. Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, who are we talking to?
3: Uh, yes, we're joined by uh, Murray from Nambucca Heads. How are you there, Murray? Yeah, good, thanks, Roy. Now, Nambarra Heads, Murray. Why should people go and have a look at the heads?
4: Oh, it's just a, it's nature's wonderland. Nature's we've got Warrell Creek and Nambarra River joining at the yep. mouth there, and we've got the fantastic V wall. The, the the V wall. And it's just the V wall. It's a break wall that is running opposite the river, or it's sort of running adjacent to the river.
3: Ah, oh, okay.
4: Down do, towards the mouth there. It's a little bit of a extra breakwater because there's a couple of different tributaries that run into the mouth there. So it's okay. kind of taking everything can in Can you
3: hat. can you fish off this breakwater?
4: I do, Roy.
3: And what do you I catch? do? I get
4: down there, I go for brim. brim.
2: Brim.
4: What about flathead? Mainly. Oh mate, I caught a giant out there last year. Did you? Yeah. Should have put him back because apparently he was a female or she was a female, but right. made about a hundred fish cakes.
3: Okay.
2: Fair enough. Oh, a big flathead. Yeah. Now, Murray, uh, <clears throat> is the V-wall something that, that's that been added to the area, say, in the last 10 years, or has it been there
3: forever?
4: It's been there forever, as far as I know. Uh-huh. I've only been in Nambucca for two years myself. Love oh. the area. Yeah. yeah.
3: And what made you choose Nambucca?
4: Um, I just wanted to get on an estuary near a golf club. Okay, so I can have a game of golf and yes. go out for a fish.
3: Now, is this golf club, you know, is is it is it long enough? Are there, is there genuine par fives there? Oh,
1: there's
3: a four hundred and eighty four
4: hundred and sixty metre par fives. There's That's only a couple bad. on the course. Yeah.
2: Now, what did you think but, of? Um, what did you think of Roy's call for a ball that is eighty percent? Well, less than the well, current golf ball. As long
4: ball. as it doesn't, it, uh, as long as it doesn't sort of bring its way into the amateur ranks. I like to hit a ball as long as I can, and sure, I put in a hundred percent effort. I want a hundred percent run. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Fair mm. enough. The yeah.
3: cube cube ball does sound interesting. It does. It does. It does. It does. Look, it's, we've it,
2: had a lot of response to
3: the cube yeah, ball. Yep. Yeah. this would for be a, pros. a. It'd be a only for the pros. Yes, a professional yeah. ball yeah. that is shaped like a cube. Yeah. Oh, it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Putting, oh, I don't know how we'd cope with putting, you'd have to Skid it in. Skid it in.
4: (laughs)
2: Yeah, you'd have to get it close to the hole and then (laughs) skid it in. You'd have
4: to cut the grass a little bit shorter so it's got a nice hard surface it can slide
3: on. Yeah.
2: Now now Buckerheads, is it mainly people who are tourist holiday makers that keep the town going, or you must have been suffering, if that's the case, a bit with the lockdown?
4: Well, I haven't really – I'm part hermit anyway, HG, so Uh the lockdown hasn't really concerned me that much, and plus we've always been able to play golf and go fishing through this ordeal.
2: Yes, true. Right. Well, what more could you want?
3: That's Uh, fantastic. What about about rugby league in the area? Is is there much rugby league going on? You wouldn't believe
4: this, but this morning at the local shop I saw the great G.I., GI Greg Inglis, great GI, the only one, and I'm a huge South fan. Yeah, what well, oh, did, how did, lucky did you, you say
3: did you say GI? How you doing?
4: I didn't want to say anything, no, because I just thought I'd, I just took a a leaf out of George Costanza's book and said, look, they don't want to be noticed. He yeah, did,
3: fair did enough. Be. yeah but he yeah. was noticed did anyone else notice him did, did, did you have an, a, an aside with someone else that was there well there's plenty of um south supporters in this area yeah mm-hmm. so i'm sure
4: he would have been um he would have been recognized by someone else but being such a huge fan of south and yep. he basically carried the team in 2014 to the Premiership
3: he did he did and, did did, did um, you follow really him about taught. to see what he was buying, or, or did you just give him a wide berth?
4: Well, he was with a few people, and uh, there were a few things bought. I didn't really take a couple, there was a couple of little toys there. I, toys? I noticed, but I didn't really have a good look. I didn't like to be, you know, like a sticky beak.
3: No.
2: And Murray, where do you stand on his uh, recent re emergence from retirement and going to play overseas? Mm. Are you. are you?
4: I'm in two minds over that, AC? Yeah, I'm in two minds. Yeah. Think? I think, you know, if, if South could get over to England mm. and play in the north of England, then sure, I'd be all up for that. But, yeah. you know, he's going to go to a Wigan or Hull or someone
3: like yes, that. Yes, right? I think Wigan's right.
4: But,
3: but, you you know, weren't it, tempted it to... A
4: retirement home for footballers. True. True. It, it
3: is. You weren't tempted to wish him good luck or anything like that?
4: Well, no. No, not that he's no. left South. I, I don't no. care for him now. I, I like oh, him as a up. player. Yeah. and he was a, he, you know, and he was great for South. But now that he he quit halfway through the season,
3: yeah.
4: i was right. a bit I was a bit disappointed in that.
2: Well, Murray, there excellent thoughts and summing up the problems of South Scott with yeah. uh, Nambucca Heads. It's a great insight. Fishing Flathead and the Cube Ball. We caught up with a lot of things. Let Roy set out the question and have a swing at it.
3: Now, where is the whole of potential?
4: at the potential great poker machine site, the SFS.
2: Absolutely right. Beautifully summed up. So you've got the Road to Glory VHS Volume 3 and the Road to Glory, that's uh, gymnastics, the Road to Glory Volume 9 Alpine Skiing. We'll get them in the mail to you and they'll be in your post box. Well, as soon as Australia Post can be bothered. Thanks very much, Murray, for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Rugby league supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact, and the World Health Organization. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is bludging on the blind side.
2: Now, Roy, uh, just coming up, tidying up that Rus- Russell Packer incident. He's facing a suspension yeah. following twelve. What's described here as twelve minutes of madness. Mm. Not often you see a, a report in the paper like that these days. No. 12 minutes of madness. No. In his first NRL match for almost 14 months, mm. he's playing for the Tigers, of course. The 30-year-old uh, New Zealander, those might have been last weekend, yeah. international yeah. was sent to the sin bin and placed on report during his brief return <laughs> against the Raiders' stick-sold side yeah. uh, at Campbelltown on Saturday night. No. The NRL judiciary yesterday slapped Packer with a grade three careless high tackle charge mm. for his shot. On Raiders forward Joe Mm Tapone, he'll be suspended for two matches if he takes an early guilty plea or three matches if he fights the charge and loses the judiciary. Packer's career was at the crossroads after two operations on an injured foot Mm-hmm. which threatened prematurely to end his uh, career spanning the Warriors, the Dragons, the Tigers. Yep. He spent time during his rehabilitation helping Rugby League Players Association during the high-level pay negotiation, dot, 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 on it goes.
3: got to be his accountancy work. Yeah, coming I into the you. fore there. Yeah.
2: Uh, he's described it as a tough journey.
3: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: So it's a beautiful story.
3: Yeah, he's an old-fashioned sort of oh, player, isn't <laughs> yeah. he? But he should have played in another era when you could yeah. get away with 12 minutes of mayhem. And be rewarded for it. <laughs> that's right. Now. Look, Lee Crooks style. Remember Lee Crooks. Crooks.
2: Oh, who could forget Remember Lee Remember his Crooks. 12
3: minutes of madness, <laughs> madness playing yeah, for right. England. It might have been against Manly. Yeah. It certainly was an odd yeah. injection and a timely Crooks injury. came on and the game sort of <laughs> was, stood
2: <laughs> on its head. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is a lovely, speaking of um, rugby league players uh, returning from suspension, Cody Walker mm-hmm. turned out for um, Souths. Good. He said uh, on his return, "I've let a lot of people down through this period. It was good to just get out there with a smile on my face, run the footy, and be upbeat and be Cody Walker.
3: Isn't that great? He could be himself. But wasn't it himself that got him into problems in the first place? In The first, Mm. yeah, no. That's it's. There any talk of him doing some sort of accountancy course (laughs) or anything? I see while he was, (laughs) or changing his time. I tell you what, he could change his name to Russell Packer." (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, well, I don't know where that goes. Look, the other thing is um, in the uh, in the mélange of uh, news this week. Nathan Buckley, after his well, the draw. He's the coach of the Collingwood Magpies with his draw against uh, Richmond. He says, "Footy will get better as the year progresses," although that's open to you know interpretation. <laughs> you feel like you are watching. You, sorry, you feel like you are a little bit dumber after watching a game like that. The draw. Now, has that ever happened to you, that you've watched a game of football and thought,
3: gee, it's made me dumb?
2: <laughs> well, I'm less bright now than what yeah. I was when I started watching.
3: It's never occurred to me that, see, that football could suck. Intelligence out. Yeah. It. Now, it is a
2: controversial thing. Some so people. You, are, oh, wow. Okay. See, some people would argue Nathan's been watching far too much football. Yeah. Of the wrong sort.
3: Yes, Yes. Or do you
2: think the game could be the so other way I don't way know. To...
3: Has anyone done a study of this, HG? Not that I'm encouraging nonsense studies. We don't need that. If it's anything to do with humanities, it's just, I mean, get it. I know. You can't have it. You can't have it. STEM subjects is always However, if there was something useful to come out of, if, say, a crowd's average IQ is X oh. before the match, can you test it after the match? And if it's X minus, then we've got a problem. We've got a problem with the game. Now, can Volandis do something about this? Of course he can do something about it. I mean, you might find that rugby league crowds enter at a certain IQ level level, and it may increase at the end of the game. Yes,
2: it might be Mensa standard. Yes. Now...
3: You get a super bright crowd leaving Brookvale Oval, for example, mm-hmm. after a you
2: know unlikely, like, but yeah, he- yeah, I know, yeah but a lot of land theoretically. theoretically,
3: yeah, theoretically. Now come
2: to Volandis this week. Yeah, he was at it again, wanting to change the rules. Oh yeah, and he wanted to reverse the kick-off after the try.
3: Ah, so the team scoring the try receives, receives the ball. Right? No, hang on, that's oh, no, kicks off. Kicks off rather than receive the ball. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. I, he didn't think he'd be able to get there this year with it, but he's mm-hmm. hoping next year.
3: But is that just a bit of chaff to throw out there? Yeah. Why would he bother doing that? I mean, it does, does seem a little bit counterintuitive in a way that if you have scored a try, uh, then you then receive the ball again, doesn't it? Oh. This used to bother you when you first looked at rugby league. It
2: did. I did. I so, thought it was very unfair. Unfair. Yeah.
3: Well, I, I think that thought- might be the feathers and feeling about it as well. Me and are on and the sandwich. You and Volandis are seeing eye to eye. Oh. How does that make first, you feel? It doesn't make feel. Does I, that rob I, you
1: of IQ? It does. <laughs> I, I'm no longer a friend of the feathered <laughs> <laughs> in that case. <laughs> Bludging on the blind side is a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families, held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. Look,
2: people have been getting in touch with us. At roynhg at abc.net.au. That's roynhg at abc.net.au on the old-fashioned email. And the following have, Roy.
3: Uh, yes, look, I just quick one, HG. Michelle got in touch. She said, I've heard the word bubble used more in the last few months than I have in my whole life. Yes, along with
2: unprecedented.
3: Well, do you think it should be the word of the year or should it go to unprecedented, she says?
2: National conversation? National conversation.
3: Either one. They're excellent. The
2: bubble idea is. And of course, you know, the showdown last week, Adelaide, Crows, and Port Power, yep. all of a sudden, all the boys are heading up to camp on that golf course just yep. north of Brisbane. Yep. Yep. For yep. The Next few weeks. Showdown.
3: Mm. Showdown. Bubble. Now, bubble. Matt from Orange has been in touch, HG, and he uh, has a copy of what's described as the Encyclopedia of Rugby League Players. Yes. He picked this up at a school fate for about 20 cents, he said. Gee. That's where the story – I mean, I don't believe that. Um, Hang on.
2: There's a school fate in Orange that has a history of rugby league players. Does he give a date like 1908 to say – No, it was published in
3: 1993. 93, But yeah. it has all rugby league players from 1908 listed in it and where he's stumbled across Snell R – Easts, 1966, one game, no points. Snell, Steve, Penrith, 72-73, four games, no points. But the interesting, the talking point as far as I'm concerned, HG, is the name underneath Snell, Steve, Snodgrass, Warren, Wests, 1974, one game, three points. So he scored one try against Parramatta in 1976. Where are There's they a, now? What's What happened to Snodgrass? Exactly. And is he the only Snodgrass, Snodgrass to, to represent any team in rugby league? Mm. It's not a game, it's not a name you hear that often. No. Is it? No. Associated with rugby league, you don't. You don't, no. Did you see no. Snoddy the other day? No, I no. didn't. He has got four tries. Did he? He did. Now, can I ask...
2: Um, do you think the twenty cents was twenty dollars, and he's misread it? He's
3: misread it, yeah, yeah,
2: because yeah. that'd make sense, wouldn't it? A twenty dollars for a volume of rugby league? Oh, memorabilia. I'd pay twenty
3: bucks for it. Yeah,
2: well, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? It's a rugby league yeah. memorabilia. Yeah. Now, who and I wonder if
3: that encyclopedia is upgraded. Does it come out every year? I haven't ever seen. I've never that. seen an Encyclopedia of Rugby League. No. For instance, what when a great d- idea though! What, the Man of Feathers, the Golden Feathers Man. He should put one out. You should, that'd be a big seller. It would, wouldn't when, it? Wouldn't it wouldn't be s- huge? Just nothing but a sort of who's who of rugby league. Yeah, and we're,
2: what they're up to what now. What they're up to now. Snodgrass panel beaters, no yes. relation to Warren who played the game. I mean, they'd be
3: full of great things sure. like that. Sure, yeah. Now, with, also... With, with family histories, you know, like like see how far you can go back with, say, Snodgrass, Warren... Yeah, what happened to Bert? What, you know, who were his grandparents, great great grandparents? Where did where did they come Nullis. from? What part of the UK? I assume yeah. it's from the UK. Yeah, and family put, trees
2: yeah, of rugby league players. Yeah. Now, and, and then of course, what would be great is to somehow the encyclopedia. Mm. Yeah, describe the history of the game. Yes, uh, its origins. You know, we oh, we've right traced back. Haspartum. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the great names and players of Has- the Haspartum era. Sure. Then the unlimited tackle, etc. Sure. Tries were worth three, et cetera. Exactly. So much history on earth. So much history. So, so many history. names. We're forgotten. I know. I know. We're forgotten. And?
3: You know, if you'd said to me earlier today that, dear, that Snodgrass played for... I would have said, said, stop no, there. Oh, yeah, stop there, yeah. Just, you're lying.
2: Yeah, you're lying. Now, imagine a, 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 a rugby league degree at
3: a university given this ah. new... Uh, thank Changing. You. Well, see, that's a, that would have value. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's not an arts. It's not humanities, really, is it? No. It's rugby
2: league. I know. And the Man of Feathers. Yeah. I mean, you've got the professor of league. Yes. Peter Valandis.
3: Don't yeah. tell me he couldn't do it because yeah, he, he, he could. Of course he could. A rugby league university. What are you going to. Perhaps the Sydney Football Stadium be- could become a university of rugby league.
2: The R- RLU? Yeah.
3: Just putting out, just, you know, just Ideas. a bit boutique, just putting yeah. out a couple of graduates a year. Well, i do do more than that, a couple of hundred graduates per year. What, a couple of thousand?
2: Well, eventually. Eventually. Yeah, because with that degree. Yes. You know. It opens doors. It does. And there no trouble having it in the hip no. pocket. Nope. 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 to carry nope. around.
3: Nope. nope. No what effort. else you got there? Yeah. Now, Chris from Brunswick's been in touch. He says, racing needs fresh thinking, given the eyes of the world are on rugby league. And Peter Verlanders is similarly focused on Apollo, not to mention those who switched off racing for animal welfare reasons. He says, and I have an idea to ensure eyeballs are on racing for the right reasons. Mm hmm. Whipping of horses is always controversial but a necessary part of the race. Mm-hmm. But who could argue with the application of what he's calling a golden rule? I propose that for every blow of the whip delivered to horse by jockey, the jockey will receive a blow from the same whip after the race. Ooh. The whipping could be delivered by Fashions on the Field contestants to add some spice to the proceedings. It would be great television... Could also add some interesting wrinkles to betting, as each, jockey, each jockey's pain threshold becomes a significant factor in the punt. <laughs> and jockeys with higher pain thresholds and or niche sexual preferences, he adds, unnecessarily, uh, can push previously bludging horses to greater heights through the judicious use of the whip. I trust you can raise this idea with appropriate authorities. So, if you hit the horse, say, thirty times in the last two minutes. furlongs, yeah. Then you've got to get a couple of hundred yourself. Yeah. After the race, it would sober the jockey up. It would sober the jockey up. You'd think twice about concentrate. Yes. The mind. It would. Right. It would. See what and what is implied in that email, HG, is that we don't want sicko jockeys. Right
2: now. You see what I mean? Yes. Yes. You mean people who?
3: Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah, People who get some sort Purves. of gratification out, out of, of being... being hit- belted. Belted, yes. That's <laughs> right. Who love school. Yes. Who are disappointed when they had to leave. Yep, yep, Even yep. when they were told to leave. And I don't know how long we've had universities about, HG, but nobody's ever been able to answer that question. Why do sickos love being whipped?
1: What makes Australia great? Rugby league and bludging on the blind side. HG. Now... Uh, emails or text jobs. Oh, yeah, look, uh,
3: Craig's wondering whether a degree in rugby league could attract Chinese students back and improve our relationship with Beijing. I think well, the short think answer is yes. Yes, it is. And
2: there was an interesting question about whether rugby league's an art or a science.
3: An art or a science, Well, certainly yes. elements
2: of it that are artistic. Yes, this, this, so this question came
3: from Newcastle, I think. Yes, yes. It's both. Both, yeah. It is an art and a science, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And, and in the rugby league school, I suppose you'd have those who would Head towards the science end of it, and those that go towards the art end. And there'd be a lot of discussion. Yes, that's you know, right. Between that's right. the two, and things. eventually you d- decide that any you know sense of humanities and art with rugby league aren't worth a thing. Let's <laughs> stick with the science. Yeah. Now, can I ask? People are claiming they've got Snodgrass playing cards. Yes. Uh, this is
2: a, a very difficult thing to describe. Yeah. I don't think they're there anymore. That scanlons I think it was, used to it put was. out a chewing gum yep. uh packaged, yep. well, packaged in a series of playing cards. They did. And uh They did. Well Snotty was there. Yeah, but he only played what, one game. Oh well look,
3: the the uh the uh information the information's oh, not full bit, there. It yeah it says played one games, but It might be be, 11.
2: Or 51. Yeah. Yeah. Dunno. Now. But if, you know. Can I just come to something that bobbed up this week? And uh, isn't it weird how you get a run of things? We're talking about the ball, the golf ball, and there's a lot of chat about football, as in the AFL ball
3: this week. Being too slippery.
2: Yeah, being too slippery. Now, Eddie Maguire... Uh, the but didn't that Supraman. turn a little ribald? It did. I, I was just going to come to that. Yeah, it seemed okay. to get a real wriggle along mm. with the Today Show. Yep. Now McGuire has called for a rethink of the balls after the first. This is the Sharon. Mm. After the first week back, after the coronavirus suspension, delivered some less than spectacular performances. Now let me get this right. The Sharon has been there for you know over a hundred years. Mm. Uh, might have been called a Faulkner originally, but now it's really? Sharon. Really, I didn't know. Yeah, that. Sharon yeah. was the ball maker to the
3: code.
2: <clears throat> yep. Uh, they, they, and let's face it, they, we've got climate change yeah. all over the place so there's less wet weather now, in inverted commas, than so there was. So anything, handling
3: case. should be better now than it was. Thanks.
2: Yeah. Now, I don't know whether they put an extra coat of varnish on the balls but no one seems to be able to grab hold of it. I reckon it, this is Eddie talking. I reckon it's almost time for us to put a rough cast or even, you know, the r- rugby league balls, they have rubber knobs on them. Now, or he means dimples, dimples and that sort of, yeah, you know, that does. rather sandpaper feel that you get. Yeah, yeah. So if there's any sort of dew or a bit of wetness, the ball goes straight through the player's hands. It's wow. hard as anything at the ends of the balls, and they're slippery at all the, uh, uh, you know, at the moment I reckon they're stuffing up the game as a spectacle, because no-one controls the ball. It's yeah. going straight through the hands. Yeah. Now, this came up on the Today Show.
3: With Carl, Carl and, and little Ally Landon.
2: And now, mm. and then... Their football commentator Shane Crawford, oh yes, very very practiced media football commentator, used to have his own show. I think as part of Eddie's Footy Show. Yes. Anyway, Eddie's got a button in his lip. Says Crawford, he wants to change the rules all the time. He wants to change the balls now. It's it's a winter sport. It's it was dewy last week. Sometimes you've just got to play with slippery balls.
3: Right. And it was that last part of the sentence that that Carl and Ali just. Cracked up. They cracked
2: up. Yes, yes. there were some grins from his co-panelists. The camera cut to Carl, who covered his face, unable yeah. to speak. Yeah. But Crawford wasn't done. Seizing no. the moment, he said, mm-hmm. we've all done it, haven't we, Carl? Yes. What are you bringing up for me, Stefanovic said. He's got, I've got a six-year-old at home or a six-week-old at home. All right. Crawford rammed home his point. It's a winter game. Yeah. Sometimes the balls are slippery and you've just got to work with that. Yeah. Former NRL star Sam Thiday, who was on the panel. Well, as well. Sam would
3: have got involved. He that, got involved. He? Yeah, yeah.
2: I played sixteen years <laughs> with slippery slippery balls before a rueful shake of the head.
3: Ah that's well, see good. that's double entendre. I know, icing on the cake.
2: Yeah. Beautifully created cake yes. by you know, obviously Eddie and by Eddie, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the icing poured on by Sam Thyday. Yeah. Stefanovic's co host Langdon then got a bit off track. Yeah. Anyway, they, she enjoyed the childness of the article. Yeah. Melbourne captain uh, Max Gorn had no idea if the Sherrins were to blame for the poor handling, mm. but he uh, revealed he had found it easier to mark the red footy used in the day games compared with the yellow footy used at night, while Richmond forward uh, Jack Rewald suggested the Dew at night games was a factor behind the ball handling issues. Well, I don't know, it was right. pretty slippery on Thursday night, and I imagine it was pretty slippery down at Geelong on Friday. Usually you come across conditions in Queensland a fair bit, those slippery conditions. Yep. And and the boys uh, up there seem to be able to adapt pretty well. Right. So I drifted back to sanity after a sure, while. But sure, sure.
3: But, you know... But there could be something to that, HG, with climate change. Maybe there is more dew in the air on certain... Yeah,
2: you see, that's <laughs> got me jiggered, really. Yeah. Because...
3: Um, could there be some sort of dew assessment... There's got to be. ...done? There's got to be. And you choose a ball that has... Appropriate. Appropriate. Surface. Yes. Now... That could be roughed up a little bit, sandpaper style... But Remember, done professionally so that it's for a dewy surface, you know, 1.7 up to 13.8, whatever that might mean.
2: Yeah, that'll do. But Remember that'll the do. penetrometer in racing? It yes.
3: revolutionised racing. Yep.
2: Yep. We're never sure exactly what it was. No. I think you suggested at one stage it was the depth the jockey created in <laughs> the surface after falling off the running rail, which isn't a bad idea. No, it's not bad. But, uh, but we gave could...
3: you an idea as to assess whether a track's heavy, heavy or... not so heavy.
2: Yeah. Now we come to the yeah. dew in the air. Now surely yep. they could have some sort of device yes. a
3: dew measuring. Oh, it can de- be measured. Yeah, and if they, that would it give... might be to do with adiabatic lapse rates. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let's say it is. Yeah.
2: So the adiabatic lapse rate gives yes. us a dew point, a of, point. of 9.7. Yes. Which means the ball Get tonight. Get that ball from. Yeah. yeah. Now, this would give BT something else to talk about. because you.
3: Plenty to talk about. Oh, yeah. I think they've chosen the wrong ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I've got
2: the chart here. Yes. and They
3: said
1: they should have the green. No, it's an unfair
3: advantage here because, yeah. you know, they're, they're, the handling's too good tonight.
1: The World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio.
2: Now, uh, swinging back to the man of feathers, briefly, you've read the Riot Act, and new NRL club chief executive's uh, Wednesday at their meeting, you were there at that meeting, about the leaking of sensitive commercial information to the media. Yeah. Not once, not twice, but three times the, uh, during the Zoom hookup. Uh, according to those on the call with you, Philandies didn't reveal any detail about the new deal struck with nine. Mm. Uh, and Fox Sports, but it's going to come out sooner or later. Earlier this week, he continued his one-man promotional tour when he ranted to the Herald Sun about the NRL getting a better deal than the AFL in the rigid contracts. Now, this is a bit hard to read
3: if you don't have the facts.
2: He said the NRL is still and there are go-
3: different moving parts, aren't there? Thanks very much. Yeah.
2: The NRL is still... Yeah to negotiating a revised collective bargaining agreement with the RLPA, the Rugby League Players Association, which needs to know exactly how much revenue is coming in mm. under the revenue share model. Yeah. And then we'll see who won the AFL or NRL. So all the, as you point out, all the moving parts have yeah. to stop yeah. and then reveal what's in the uh, various mm. packets that have been distributed.
3: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, are you... Whose sense- interest would it be within... The rugby league community to try and undermine the man of golden feathers. Or why would they do that? I mean, it's. Or, you or, understand when the ALP does, gets up to this sort of stuff. Oh, separate but issue. Separate issue. Beer. Yeah. Now, but look. with something like rugby
2: league. Yeah, but can I ask, what does it matter if the AFL has a better deal than rugby league as long as the Rugby League Players Association are well, happy? happy with it, well,
3: exactly. I mean, exactly. it's just nonsense. It's just, it's just bragging rights, I think. Bragging rights. Well, this is, you know, the the battle between the man of feathers and the murderer. Yeah,
2: well, the murderer. Yeah, the silent murderer. The yeah. silent murderer. God, he got rid of a couple of metropolitan competitions this week. It was just terrific.
3: Yep. Just skillful. Still hiding in plain sight. I know. I know. with the with a dagger in his hands, the oh, no. gun in his pocket, still the, smoke coming out of it, and yeah. he's covered in blood. <laughs> and yet, no one will ask a question. Will they? Absolutely
2: right. Now, coming back to the Peter Volandis, though, I mean,
1: uh,
2: bragging rights, I mean, Mm. this is 2020. Yeah. We've had a pandemic. Yes. We're running rugby league through a pandemic.
3: We're under assault from, you know, Chinese buddy hackers 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 everywhere. Who could
2: probably turn this information up in 30 seconds. Yes.
3: Yes. Well, that would be a test for our Chinese hacking Community. Community. Yeah, our friends in China. How much did the rugby league get played by Skid Marks? Uh,
2: uh,
3: Give uh, us a figure.
2: There's a challenge.
3: Yeah, there's a challenge. Now, if we read about this in the news tomorrow, Mm -hmm. then we'll know we're laying a trap here. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Now... How are you going, by the way? I know you're doing the cigarette biosecurity work, you know, just yeah. a quick update on how all that's going with the players.
3: Well, the players and have been terribly compliant.
2: I know, yeah. except for the dogs. I'm very dogs. proud,
3: very proud of the
2: players. Proud of Australian rugby league players? I am. And I am. now you've moved on to the crowds and yes. we're getting a few crowds coming in. How are the crowds sure. behaving? Are they getting into the bar? No, they,
3: well, under sufferance, HG, uh-huh. uh, some people who have abrasions, uh, ah, others. it stings. It stings. It? Yeah. Especially those with what I'd call grapes. Mm. Grapes. People mm. who suffer from grapes.
2: Maybe you should, if you've got grapes,
3: don't think about it. Don't Garner think Garner about until we open it up. Till, now, yeah. Can I ask? Mind you, you can. I, I did suggest maybe some sort of gaffer tape to cover the grape area while you're in the sanitiser bath. Or a heavy his dose herd's of... But it hurts taking it off. I know. Ooh, that would really... That be it. even worse than the... Could, the cure's worse than the problem. Yes.
2: Now, can I ask, a heavy dose of Vaseline over the grapey maybe, area...
3: Maybe, maybe. But uh, then but then, someone's got to do that. Can you rely on someone to do it themselves or have you got to have someone do it? And, you know, a lot of security people I talk to are a little bit standoffish when it comes to applying Vaseline to the grape area of the public. Rugby... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know. Oh, no, I get that. You, you get that. I get that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. it. But then I'm not. No, I'm... If a bloke comes to me and presents with grapes, I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> I won't. <laughs>
1: Observant Australians. Have you noticed a hero quietly going about their work at your local club? Jumper washers, line markers, witches' hat wranglers, sandwich makers. You know the type. Quiet, hardworking, no tickets, just real Aussies. Well, the Peter Valandis Local Rugby League Hero Award is back for 2020. Nominate your local hero now on 0467 920 uh, Roy, I'm just wondering if you, I mean,
2: that degree you've got in biosecurity and um, yes. all those things, whether yeah. there was any rugby league special studies that you did. And can I ask you, are you thinking that maybe we should have waited until we could let everybody come in rather than this drib 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 because you're going to get a lot of people with grapes coming along rugby league and it would have been better if we could open it up to everybody. You didn't have to go through the bath and the hot shower. Yes. You didn't have to have, yeah. you know, some sort of ticketed Australian fiddling about with other Australians who just want to watch a game of rugby league. I'm, do you know uh, what I mean? Do you I'm, understand what I'm saying? I, I do. I do. See, so we've I got do. about 250 in at the moment, mm. but then eventually we're going to go to, well, let's say 5,000 at a good game yeah. of rugby league and maybe 50,000 on average game of AFL. Sure. So, you know, would it have been better just to wait? I think so. Mm. I, 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 I
3: think so. I think the but, play- but, you know, the players, the players really want the crowds there. Yeah, I they, get that. They want reaction. I get that. You know, and I get that. You know, mm. it's like, you know, actors on a stage. I a- they, they like to have a crowd there. It's not the same if the... No, they're
2: halls, trained. Hall's empty. Yeah, the people are trained to do yeah. it, to expect the crowd to be there. Players yeah. want it. Yeah,
3: they do.
2: And can I say, well, a lot of the matches, the AFL matches, look like they're practice matches.
3: Yes. It the looks like training, doesn't it? Training. doesn't it, look real. I, I take your point uh, about it. Unless the Giants are involved and you get a bit of a stink. Yeah. <laughs> And then you think, ah, oh, hello, hello.
2: Somebody's taken it seriously. Yeah. And can I say the – I take your point entirely about the rugby league, which is a television show. Yeah. It's a little easier to imagine yes. that the crowd is there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can I come to something that uh, is well in the area of rugby league nuance? Mm-hmm. Uh, remember a while ago we broke a story concerning your telephone call – Uh, and Coach of the Year in 2019, which happened to be, you know... Bellamy. Mr. Bellamy. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's expanded. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you can shed any light on this, but I'll give you an idea of how it's expanded. A range of new betting accounts were used solely to orchestrate a plunge on last year's M trifecta, including one attempt to win almost 70 grand with a single bet on a little-known novelty option. Now, novelty options are these, uh, you know... Weird, you know, ideas where you might be able to bet on a trifecta of Dallium mm. hooker of the year, Dallium, oh, yeah. Yeah. obviously, Dallium player of the year, etc. Yeah. Anyway, New South Wales uh, police have broadened an investigation as suspicious betting on last year's awards, which has already resulted in charges against two men for allegedly using infi- inside information to obviously bet on Bellamy yeah. winning coach of the year. Now, the Herald can reveal alarm bells started ringing on another aspect of the awards when an Australia's largest bookmaker fielded a flurry of bets yeah. from up to four accounts which were activated about a week before the ceremony. Yeah. The accounts went started successfully backing the winning trifecta option of Roosters' James Tedesco, obviously fullback of the year. Yes. Melbourne's Cameron Smith, obviously... Hooker, of the, Hooker year, of the Year, and Eels Mitchell Moses are in the top three vote-getters yep. at Rugby League's Night of Nights. Yeah. Now, it's a long time since I've heard an nope. event with Night of Night Nights, Nights attached no,
3: that's, that's true.
2: <laughs> the NRL Integrity Unit yeah. earlier referred the complaint about the suspicious betting patents on uh, Dallium trifecta confirmations to police,
3: yeah.
2: yep. uh, now looking into potentially a second sting for after Bellamy's win. Sources familiar with the money trail have told uh, nine newspapers one wagering operator which offered a trifecta market was immediately asked to accept a mammoth $2,000 bet, and that's a big trifecta bet, at 34 to 1 on the Tedesco-Smith-Moses option. Yep. Now, how much of this do you know about?
3: I know a fair bit about it, (laughs) and I can tell you this. There are interesting facts here to emerge. The first is that the winning... The, the the winners were announced of all the categories in the Dally M's a week before it went to air by the China Daily.
2: Wow! They had one thing wrong though. They had Russell Packer in yeah. their top three. They did. They did. Which was pretty but hard. That was just go. a translation yeah, problem. Yeah, that's right. That's,
3: that, right. that's all that. They was. corrected that on the they in did. the they, online they, they, they edition. They did. They did. They did we, we, within within an hour. Now. If they were aware, see, I, I'm assuming these leaks coming out of Rugby League HQ aren't coming out of Rugby League HQ at all, because they, people who work for Rugby League don't dob on Rugby League. They don't. They don't. See that they don't take advantage of 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 of, uh, of, of information that should be kept in camera. They don't. There's I, an honour.
2: I just thought you you were ging me up when you said you know about the Chinese releasing the no. the nine, you know. Yeah rugby league T V deal with Fox Sports. Yeah. I had no idea that they'd been hacked and
3: Yes, totally hacked. Uh, and so then, so they the, the the Chinese government knew who'd won and put the plunge on.
2: Yeah. And then
3: the other thing that's... So there are no, there are not going to be any arrests because I cannot see under the current diplomatic circumstances of the Australian Federal Police or even the New South Wales Police mm-hmm. being allowed into Beijing, into China to make those arrests. So okay. I don't think that's going to happen.
2: Red hot. And do you see the coronavirus second wave happening in China at the moment yes. as a barrier to finding out more about this? Oh! So you can't I go in we, there. I, yeah,
3: I didn't know where you were going there. I thought you were, you were suggesting this might have been some sort of payback by the NRL. Oh, no. I don't think they no. don't have, no, they have the stu- resources.
2: Well, you know, the man of feathers wouldn't do it. He wouldn't it. do, it wouldn't do be that. You know, he would not. No. But you can see now the second wave yes. is holding investigation out of China yes. about this very topic. That's right. Hacking the rugby league sites. Yes. Now, this information, you know, that you know was available a week beforehand. Yes. Who, who rang a bell for you as in
3: how well, did see, you I, find I, I, I don't I know the phone I don't, call. I don't speak Mandarin. No. I don't. I don't.
2: But did one of your people in China get hold of you and say, have you seen this report in the China Daily about the top three vote-getters in the Dali M's?
3: Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be hard to figure out, HG. Of all the people we've got to know over the years in our work, mm-hmm. there's one who used to do a fair bit of swimming, long-distance swimming, who now imports furniture from China.
2: Oh, No. Wow.
3: Now, I got a call from him mm-hmm. saying, hey, have you read mm. The China Daily I said, no, why would I? He said, oh, yeah, of course, of course, you don't speak, yeah. 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 No, well, did you know Bellamy's one catch of the year? I said, no, this is a week before the bloody thing. Yeah. So yeah. I knew something was wrong.
2: Right. Mm. Now, uh, one thing that disturbs me was I thought you were going to finger – Somebody in the AFL who's done a lot of business in China. Oh, yeah. In fact, so much so they've done a lot of businesses, they've taken teams to China. Oh! And does, they, does they,
3: hang on, does Koshi speak Wow! Well, does I he read some, Mandarin? I or? assume
2: somebody in his camp can. And because when you're dealing with uh, Aussie Bok Choi, Aussie Bok Choi, the best in the world. Yeah. Proven fact. Proven fact, yeah. And great sales into China. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to read some Mandarin to be able to do the deals. Mm-hmm. Or Cantonese, I forget which is the most important one when it comes to bok Joy. Yeah. Um, so I assume that there's a fair bit of two-way stuff going on between... A hell of a lot. Yeah, exactly. A hell of a lot. Exactly. exactly.
3: Well, if you were... Uh, okay. So if you were uh, the New South Wales Police conducting an inquiry into this matter... Would you be speaking to a Mr. D. Kosh? I think you would. I think I would.
1: Football, it's Meatloaf, Billy Idol, Tom Jones, Mike Brady, Tina, Chisel, Bon Jovi and Daryl all strutting their stuff at the Big Watoosie and bludging on the blindside on ABC Radio.
2: Yes, another prize to give away here on bludging on the blindside, a terrific prize, this one, the poster pack of Roy and HG, uh, obviously with the coming up almost to 20 years ago, next month or the following month, Mm. the Sydney Olympics. So there's the Sydney Olympics poster of Roy and HG and, of course, the trip to, I think it might have been, the ice cream in uh, Salt Lake City. Ah. So two great posters to give away. But we're not stopping there because we're throwing in the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo on DVD. Now, this is (laughs) the 2019 tattoo, which was in Sydney. Uh, this will bring back a lot of memories. Did you see that
3: tattoo? I you... was incredible. It was incredible.
2: Absolutely incredible.
3: I never tire of a tattoo. No,
2: even though they do the same thing every year every and play year. the same songs every
3: year. That's true.
2: It's always different. Yeah. Now,
3: I tell you what, I love that, and I love. Do you remember that song? Donald wears your trousers.
2: Yes, they do that really well. I
3: love. I've that. just
2: come down from the Isle of Skye. Beautiful. I know. Incredible. Beautiful. Now, I'll give you an idea of the grunt. Andy Stewart. Was Andy Stewart? Stewart? Yes, Andy that's right. Stewart.
3: God, he had a swagger, didn't he? He, he did.
2: He did. And old Lang Syne. Ah! Mm. You know. Not a dry Will old Queen, I know. Will him. old forgot. Now, the chief executive producer of the Royal Embury military tattoo is Brigadier David Alfre. Mm. Tremendous. Tremendous at both ends of a Leon. Oh, uh, should I say Lee Enfield. Yep. Now, uh, musical direction, Lieutenant Colonel Darren Wolfendale, Commanding Officer, Household Division Bands. So
3: a huge huge, huge, huge thing. Huge. Isn't it? Assisted I tell by you what, those names wouldn't look out of place on, in the, rugby league. on the rugby John Howard led no, rugby union, union. Mm. Yeah. restart, reboot.
2: I thought you were going to go somewhere else there. Oh, yeah. I, I was wondering whether the tattoo could come to the granny this year, or the big Watusi seed mm-hmm. this year. Mm hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, they, they might have to send out a B team uh, assisted by Major Gordon Rowan,
3: yeah.
2: uh, the Royal Regiment of Scotland, the director of the Army Bagpipe Music and Highland Drumming. Yep. Great.
3: Don't they have to put up a huge castle, though? Or yeah, at least a bit the of a facade flat. of it, at least. Yeah. It's a bit of a big get,
2: isn't it? It is. Now, this has got a bit of a wriggle. Uh, the Sydney 2019 Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo was mm. billed as at all points of the compass. Oh, okay. So it's got a special, you know, round-the-world vibe. Uh, Okay. You know, from the Red Centre to the bonnie banks of Scotland, this sweeping musical journey is represented by the traditional and military music of each of the contributing nations. You get the
3: idea? Wow. So so it's 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 a Catholic affair. It's a
2: cavalcade.
3: Mm, cath- Am I right? Yeah, cavalcade. Cavalcade of, of, of styles.
2: Of styles, yeah. yeah All right. military based. All right. Now, some lucky listener can answer the following
3: question. Okay, for which club did the great Warren Snodgrass play for? This is in 1974. Who did he play for? <laughs> Warren question.
1: Snodgrass. Australians are considered the fairest, most honest, decent people on earth. Why? because they embrace the ethos of the Australian Football League, celebrated each week here on The Bludge.
2: We've got a competition. Who are we talking to, Roy?
3: Yeah, we, pardon me. We're joined by Karen from Tenerfield. How are you there, Karen?
0: Good, thank you.
3: Now, Karen, Tenerfield, such history. Sir Henry Parks, the Federation speech.
0: Yep, Peter Allen. Peter, Peter Allen, Allen yes. the
3: Tenerfield saddler, and the saddler is still there. It's a very haunting place to yep. go and visit.
0: Yep. His grandfather's house is over my back fence.
3: No yeah. way. Yeah. And is there a heritage order on that at all, Karen?
0: Um, I don't think so.
2: Is it got anything of interest, Karen? Like, has it got a, I mean, maybe a, um, a dairy attached to it where in the old days they milked cows or some sort of
3: blacksmith's forge? Or, or a smithy's no, forge. No, at, at the
0: house. It's actually in town amongst other
3: houses. So oh. oh, okay. But there's no hayloft or anything like that? There's not no,
0: an, old, no.
2: an old V8 pilot in the garage there at all? No. Oh, what a blow! Oh. That'd be worth something. We no, go and was, get
3: it. was his name George Walno or something like that? That's correct, yes. Okay. And that's where he lived? Yes.
2: And how's the winter been uh, for the various uh, agricultural activities in the area? Has it been a successful, I mean, I'm not sure quite, i you know, got a bit of a blank slate about Tenterfield, apart from those things that Roy outlined, about what goes on there? Is it getting good um, rain? Oh, it's very
0: intermittent. It's sort of looks like it's going to rain but it doesn't and oh. then it's in the night and nobody sees it, so.
3: Right. Look, is this house over the back fence, is it lit up during the night and do you have people no. over? Who, oh.
0: No, no. It, actually, if there's any tours of the town, we're, we're not supposed to sort of say that it's his house. Oh. Yeah, I suppose they'd have people knocking on the door so, you know, you couldn't.
3: Suppose they would. Yeah, but but isn't that what you want? Isn't that what Tedderfield tourism needs?
0: Yeah, but people having their photographs
3: taken outside George Waldo's house.
0: (laughs) Well, they can go to Sadler and just have a photo. Well, I know,
3: but it's not the same. It's not as personal. I mean, you could have you could uh, online. Hmm. You could uh, get have a photo and say whose place is this? Yeah, or you could. (laughs) Charge people to come and sit in your backyard. And look over the Don't fence. And yeah. <coughs> look Don't over Don't the back yeah. fence, you know, say 20 bucks for 10 minutes. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, well, they
0: and, could come and sit in my backyard and pay money if they like and look <coughs> over the fence.
2: Yes, and remember, of course, you could probably charge an extra $5 for the parking
3: out the front. <laughs> oh, that's true. And then oh, sell, I mean, sell them stuff like scones, you know, eight bucks oh, for a scone. Oh,
0: dear. And oh, is this,
3: and the fencing between um, you and George Walno's place, I hope it's not permalum, I hope it's, it's timber. No,
0: it's a bloomin' tin fence. Oh, oh,
3: permalum, I hate that. we you'll have to yeah. get rid of that because it would be nice to have <laughs> fence palings so you could actually pull a couple off <laughs> if people want to have photographs. And is anyone living in the house?
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
3: And do they know?
0: Oh, yeah, of course they do. Okay. Yep. Well, that's yep. a
3: fascinating story. Isn't <laughs> so many <laughs> possibilities.
0: Oh. And I've got some extra information about Mr Snodgrass for you too. Oh, yes. Good, good, yes. Yeah. Good. Right, I also have one of these Encyclopedia of Rugby League Players books yeah. and yes. my, mine was came out in 2006. Good. And I paid $2 at a fake
2: court. Oh, you were ripped off. You were really ripped off.
0: Yeah, the 20 cents was a better deal, but anyway. Yeah. Right, it says, Snodgrass, Warren, Newtown, 1973, one game, zero points. Right. West, 1974, 21 games, Mm -hmm. one try, three points. Good. Parramatta, 1975 to 1977, eight games and zero points.
3: Oh, well, that's much more comprehensive, isn't it? And then the
0: name after him is Mr. R. Snowball.
3: Snowball? (laughs) (laughs) Who'd Snowy play for? Balmain,
0: 1926, one game, zero points. (laughs)
3: Oh, but what
2: an electrifying game it was. They still talk about
3: it. (coughs) Balmain. Snowball. I bet there's no other snowball listed there.
0: No, he then then Kate Cade Snowden is the next
3: one. Oh Cade Snowden, well that's common, but there's only one Snodbrass, too, isn't there?
0: And then Mr. Snuggs. Snuggs? Snuggs, Snugs. 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 S N U How many games? No. Oh, East nineteen seventy six, three games. Then Newtown, nineteen eighty three, four games.
3: Right.
2: Gee, it's a yeah. snugs, big break in his matches. Yeah, I
3: know. I wonder what happened to Snugsy. Oh. Nah. oh,
0: I don't
3: know. I don't no, know. Now let Roy set <laughs> well, the it. question. I've well, seen. well, you've answered the question. Yes, you've answered well, the question, you know. Karen. So congratulations <laughs> on that. No, Thank no, no. You. We 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 would have accepted just Wests, but uh, you've given us a lot more information <laughs> about Snoddy.
2: And uh, the encyclopedia. Do you get it down yeah. often? And as Roy does, you know, think, hmm, snugs. I wonder if there were <laughs> yeah. any. Volandis, well, did well, he I've, play? Yeah,
0: well, I've gone through it and I've ticked off all the ones that ever played for South Sydney because they're my
3: team. Yeah, right. fair enough. Yep.
2: yep. Fair enough. Yep. That's, yeah, South Sydney, both um, winners today are Mad Rabbits people.
3: Yeah. Oh,
0: yes. I yeah. even have a tattoo to prove it.
2: Whoa. That's a commitment.
0: Oh, yes.
2: Did you do it yourself, the tat? Oh, <laughs> grief, no. No. And was the tattooist shocked when you wandered in and said, I want a rabbit? No, no,
0: no. no they're, for, pretty,
3: they're very they're used yeah, to I'm those right. sort of
2: things.
0: <laughs> Listen, well, just <laughs> finally,
3: has is, 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 is Tennefield ever produced a rugby league player of note? Um, Yeah, we
0: have, oh, God, what's his name? Go to the encyclopedia and look uh, up towns. Lullum? Mr Lullum, his son now lives here.
2: Mm. Lullum.
0: Oh, Lullum, no.
2: Lulham, L-U-L-H-A-M. Lulham? I've never come across never that. Never come soon. across a player called Can you Lullum? dial up Lulham yes. in your encyclopedia?
0: I'll have a look in my
2: book. <laughs> yeah, good.
0: Bobby Lulham, 1926, yeah. um, was born, played for Balmain, da-da-da-da-da. Eventually played for um, Tigers.
3: T- yeah. yeah, well, Balmain. Now,
2: does um, Tenderfield have a league team, a rugby league team? And if so, what's it called? Yes.
3: Tigers. tigers. Oh, the Tigers. Oh, I see. Tenerfield Tigers. They're not the Saddlers. Oh, so I immediately picked no, no, the Saddlers no, myself.
0: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And they play against um, Texas and oh, yeah. the other teams locally around here, um, up into
2: Queensland. Yeah, up into Queensland. Okay. And uh, they Do you ever go along, watch it from the car? No, oh, I used to, yeah.
0: not anymore. It's, yeah. If they people.
2: if they turned out in the uh, green and red, would you go along? Would you be more tempted to oh, go along? Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes.
0: That's good. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks very much for being part of the bludge and we'll get these posters and this Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo, Sydney 2019, at all points of the compass in the mail to you as soon as we can. Thanks very much for being part of bludging on the blind side.
1: The World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio.
2: ago we broke a story about uh i think it was the giants doing a documentary now it was a sort of an seemed to be something generated by the lockdown and players with time on their hands and of course it's starting to trace a lovely arc for them they Start obviously with them trudging off after last year's grand final, yep. and then they gee themselves up to begin playing again. Now they're down in the dumps. Toby's yeah. off, yep. all that sort of stuff, and probably come up <clears> to <throat> include say last night's match, it would. Um, and all those sort of things. So they're yeah, starting to get a fair bit of, you know, yeah. controversy yeah. And yeah. people talking about the, 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 the story's
3: lacking an arc at the moment. That's what have I'm trying to, to get say. to. Yeah, yeah it yeah. needs yeah. a bit yeah.
2: of a tick up. They need a win. <laughs> they need a win. Now, yeah. what was, what's funny about it is um, is that this is, seems to be falling in the shadow of Sunderland Till I Die and The Last Dance and yeah. so on and The Test, yeah. all of which have come fairly recently. Well, the AFL mm-hmm. is working with a idea mm-hmm. and the cameras have been six separate camera crews from Amazon, have been following six individuals from six most in AFL clubs on a reckoning that one of them will make it all the way through to the winner's dais on the grand final day. Now, this their choice of clubs leads a bit to be desired yeah, yeah. in terms of those things. But can I just set this out? Is In the context of the Giants film, which is simply called Giant Grubs, um, <laughs> now, they really need, as you point out, to start winning. But mm. they're... Casting themselves in the role of there won't be any future for AFL if you knock the grubs off. If they're in terrible trouble financially, they can't raise any money obviously because no crowds can come or they're relying on a cut deal. They've got an overheady, heavy football department. They're trying to get rid of people. So there's a lot of drama there mm. and a lot of disappointment. But this is yeah. the selections in the, mm. the AFL Amazon doco. Carlton's Eddie Betts. West Coast, Nick, Natan- Nick Natanui. Yeah. The Giants, Stephen Coniglio. Well... Forget it. Yep. Adelaide's Rory Sloan. Forget it. Oh, no. <laughs> Gold Coast, Stuart Jew, who's the coach. Forget it. And Richmond, American-born president, Peggy O'Neill. Now, I've got a vague feeling that I don't mm. want to go out on a limb here. None of those are going to make it. No. It's going to be disappointment all round.
3: No. The production... Well, Richmond would be the only possibility of those listed,
2: wouldn't it? Correct. Correct. Yeah. But uh, they look a bit disinterested at the moment. Yes, they've got a draw, a loss, and one win, and predictably enough against Carlton. Yeah. Now, the production company behind the whole affair is owned by Eddie McGuire, and uh, my correspondent is reliably informed that some of the footage they've obtained is nothing short of flabbergasting. Now, this worries me. The term flabbergasting in relationship to AFL, AFL, yeah. I don't, know I don't like, what like it the means. sound of this. Don't know what it means. Flabbergasting.
3: Am I I right in suggesting, HG, that these – the way this is being filmed is not dissimilar to the way, let's say, I want to say the ALP uh, office was filmed – Last week, or the results were re- revealed last week with hidden cameras. Hidden cameras. Are these hidden cameras,
2: h 2 Well, they've got six production crews. Um, that's a lot of work. Oh, it these, is a lot of work. At this time. And it's very difficult to just have one person with a camera. You have to have a number of... You know, yeah, people yeah. in the cameras so you should get the person blubbing and the person responding to the blubbing, etc. Sure, sure. Because they're not trained actors. I'm not no, they're not they're not. No, they're not. They're trained no, footballers. No, they are. That's true. So it's hard that's to get true. them, I'd oh, do that again. But you can do
3: marvellous again. things with hidden cameras these you can, days, actually. You can,
2: you can, you can.
3: You know, you can get your reversals with another yeah, hidden. That's you can. True. That's true. You can do that. That's true. It's uh, just you get a more natural sort of thing happening if the player. See, if the players tweet that there are cameras, be- it's going to influence their behaviour.
2: Do you reckon that they might have to engineer a bit of plot here? You know how I'm often at you about how MasterChef is rigged. Yes. Um, You know, when they try and make some people look great, and then later on they make them look. Well, they've been talking
3: Reese up for the last week. I don't know why. And I don't know why, as I mentioned last week, just before we finished, why Jock hates Laura. I don't know. But there's something going on there. Something weird. I'm not suggesting Jock's weird. But he might be. Now, of course. And you need five shows a week to reveal it all. Yeah, not three. I know. Can't do it with three.
2: Now. Anyway. What I'm hoping is So how many hours
3: is this show going to for? Well it's gonna be
2: must be months. Right. They did have a show, I think, called The Recruit originally a while Mm ago. It might have been, that may not be the name uh, of it, but it was the idea of people coming into the system, as we call it. Uh, I think uh, they had to play in practice matches that somehow coached by Mick Malthouse and others. All right. Um, So that was a long form of thing of following people from, you know, drafted to their first match, that sort of thing. What we need here, though, is a coach to be fired. Yes. a A murder.
3: We need a murder, don't we? Exactly. Well spotted. Something big. Something big. But Somebody a hacking going, scandal and.
2: A hacking scandal? Yes. You don't mean, you know, with an axe. You mean a hacking scandal like China? Like China. Or, like China, like hacking
3: a, China's database about their submarines or something.
2: Something big. As part of an AFL As part show. Of an AFL show. <laughs> what they're bored and so they nickname. Yeah, nip, 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 just and by accident.
3: Nip, 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 nip. Hey, look at this. We've got a Chinese sub in Sydney Harbour. There's a show.
2: I know. and what a
3: Meanwhile, be- someone's been murdered out the back.
2: And Rory Sloan mm. from the Crows has to go and be in Chokey yeah. up on the Gold Coast. What, has he been arrested? Well, sort of. He has to stay in, in lockdown. Oh, yeah, lockdown. He can't down. go anywhere. Yep.
3: Yep.
2: Well, there's got to be a story there. Yes. You know, the lads escape at night. Yeah. They've heard all about the
3: nightlife. Mm-hmm. And isn't it weird? Well, there's a great opportunity, actually, with lockdown on the Gold Coast. I know, I To know. have a sort of Big Brother sort of show.
2: I know. I know. As well. As well. I know. There's too many Every ideas. Every night you can watch what's going on. And can yeah. I say, I'll give you an idea of how weird the Gold Coast is at the moment. Mm. The Suns and the Titans are winning. Yeah. 690 years since they've won there. Yeah. And now they're winning again. Yeah. I mean, I hope the cameras can get some of that.
3: Yes. Yes. What a drama. I know. No murder, though. That's the missing thing. Oh, mm-hmm. not that we know <laughs> of. Oh, look,
2: if I know anything about this production company owned by Eddie, they won't reveal everything, <laughs> well, until no. about week four, <laughs> even though there's another 40 weeks to go. Sure. I know. It's just going to be fascinating yeah. to see the results here. Yeah. And I'd love to get the, you know, I don't know, some of the key figures.
3: Yeah. Is there going to be a sort of romantic album? Uh, that's
2: Ang- right. Angle see, that's though, what I'm suggesting on the Gold falls Coast. falls in
3: love. Exactly. Player falls in love, yes, with maybe the girlfriend of someone who's playing for another club. What? <laughs> just thinking, yeah, just to give it a bit of a shape, the drama a bit shape. of shape, and what? I'd and then lo- someone disappears.
2: Well, somebody who's got to disappear, obviously. Disappear, yeah. And I'm not talking Mick Benson style. No, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, really disappear.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, th- this is going to electrify people. No wonder the word flabbergasting is being used. Yeah. yeah. I'm flabbergasted just thinking about it. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a show there. Definitely.
2: And um, now let's finish up with just one uh, uh, final thought on uh, Justin Langer. Yeah. Getting rid of uh, obviously Graeme He said it was like facing Ambrose and Walsh without a helmet and box on. Wow. Oh. Just leave well, it there. I That's will. something to leave. To think I about will. it. It is. I mean, mm. we've given people to think a lot about this week, and we'll see you next week for more Bludging on the Blind Side. Bye now. Hi there, Bludgers. HG Nelson with a quick reminder
3: that the ABC has great podcasts. Roy, what are some of them? They do. I, I enjoy Norman Swan's podcast. Yes. I enjoy Conversations, HG. I enjoy the Phil Davis podcast. That's beauty. It's tremendous stuff. And
2: then we've got the best of Grandstand in the Outer Sanctum.
3: Haven't heard that yet. Looking forward to it.